Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, if you missed out on the 50% site-wide sale at Omaha Steaks, guys, what were you thinking? Come on, the deal of a lifetime just slipped you by. All kidding aside, luckily for all the listeners of this show for a limited time, you can now go to omahasteaks.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, and you'll receive four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free, rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. So now's the perfect time to go load up for the winter with Omaha's selection of steaks, including butcher's cut filet mignons, bacon wrap filet mignons, the top sirloin steaks, which are my favorite. But man, I got to tell you guys, those bacon wrap filets, those are something else. Throw in some Omaha steak burgers, jumbo frank, seafood, ready to eat meals, desserts, whatever you want. Just make sure you go to omahasteaks.com slash dogs so you can get those eight additional free items added to your order. The four boneless chicken breasts and the four pork chops. Believe me, I've tried them all. I've got the chicken and pork chops in my freezer right now. The pork chops are actually reserved for my solo dinners because my fiance doesn't eat pork. So, you know, when she's working, it's pork chop time for Josh. And they're so juicy and tender, they practically fall apart. I seriously don't know how long this offer is going to be available because Omaha said it won't last long. But just go to omahasteaks.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, and score those eight free additional items with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. Josh and Justin with you, ready to chop it up today. We got some stuff to talk about. One thing while we talk, I did the episode the other day with DF, Derek Frisbee. We kind of talked about the breaking news of the Browns firing Alex Van Pelt, Stump Mitchell, T.C. McCartney, all that stuff. So we're going to get Justin's perspective and his opinions on all that kind of stuff and the news that broke. And then, you know, as Browns fans, it's pretty easy to get caught up in the fact that, one, we were even in the playoffs. I mean, with the the way the season went, and we made it in the playoffs. It was just awesome. And then the heartbreaking, devastating way it ended. But we were the first game of the entire slate, and there was a lot of other football last weekend that was played. We are just at the beginning of the playoffs. We're moving into the divisional round, so 
we just wanted to jump in here, kind of recap some of those other games that happened last weekend and preview what's coming up in the divisional round because as we move forward through the offseason here with the Browns and how they're kicking everything off moving to 2024, the NFL's still going on, the playoffs are still going on, so we want to make sure we cover all that too. So, Justin, how you doing today, man? I just got off work, bro. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, uh, I'm probably going to take a nap after this. So I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, but other than that, I'm good. Uh, ready to discuss some things, you know? Yeah, man. Well, you know, it's honestly the perfect time for a nap because it's freaking cold outside. That's, That's why oh, I got, dude. I got my uh, Olaf chilling with my snowmies shirt on because uh, it's it's cold out there, you know, snowing and stuff. Kids didn't even have school today. Ooh, it was yeah. so cold. Yeah, guy. School got shut down. It was so cold outside. They not- didn't shut my work down, unfortunately. <laughs> right, so it's not a snow day. It's a cold day. It's a cold day. Yeah, 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 exactly. Hmm. I didn't have cold days when I was a kid. I don't remember those. I don't remember that those either. Like a, must be like a 2020 and on thing because I don't recall those. <laughs> nope. Well, we're not having a cold day here on the show. We're going to go ahead and talk about all this stuff. So why don't we just kick it over to you you know, let's talk about your reaction to seeing the news that, you know, offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt has been let go by the Browns and Stump Mitchell and the tight end coach TC McCarty. It's kind of surprising, right? I um I mean, I guess there's parts of it. Um like with Stump Mitchell, I'm very surprised. Um he's a guy that's kind of regarded in the league as like he's the running back whisperer. By all regards, he's like one of the best running back coaches that a team can get. Um, it stinks because well, we've met him personally. Super nice yeah. guy, super humble guy, great, great guy. I wanted to wish him nothing but the best. I mean, like just a really a great guy. Can't say enough about him. But um, I was surprised about that. Um, you know, like when you sit back and reflect on the season, you go, you know, you lose your best running back week two. You lose your your all star guy. You're you're all pro. He's gone at the beginning of the season and then you know you're left with um Jerome Ford and we bring in Kareem Hunt and uh trade for Pierre Strong um I guess in in some regards some of it I guess I can like you know put two and two together I feel like Ford kind of struggled to develop as you know maybe as like vision we that's something we questioned all year we said you know like he's having trouble my my biggest thing that I watch Jerome Ford is I'm like man I think he's great. He just, he, it's like, he just never makes the cut. I feel like he's always running horizontally along the line and he just never makes the cut or shoots for the gap. Um, and space he's insane. I like the kid is electric when you like, you get him out in space. That's why I love him running routes. I, right. If he could be like our Duke Johnson from, uh, you know, years and years ago, if you're a, a newer Browns fan, you probably don't know this man, but Duke Johnson, he was third down. It was, you knew what you were going to get. He was going to catch a little slant and, cut him loose but um true. so that part i guess there's things that you know i understand with it but i at the same sense i go you know what what do you expect what do you want the guy to do you know like you're down you're down your best player so i i understand that one alex van pell this is me i'm not linked in with the browns organization but for for years now i've been going so what exactly does alex van pell do i know <laughs> I know I, you read about him and people are like, you know, he's this young offensive mind and he's great. And, but to me, I'm like, well, he's not playing calling plays, you know, like, I guess he did scheme for a bunch of different quarterbacks this year and like different injuries and stuff like that. So 
whether that's him or coach, you know, we don't know that. Honestly, like as fans, it's hard to tell what's coach, what's AVP, what's his role. Um, if if I don't know what this means moving forward for Kevin Stefanski, is this saying, hey, maybe this is a changing of guard. Maybe he gives up play calling. Maybe we bring in a young uh, defensive. I mean, look what's going on in Detroit and some of these other teams where you have, you know, even like a Shane Steichen last year with, uh, you know, the Eagles, you get these young coaches in and they kind of, they get a cooking and you see what they're doing now. Um, so maybe this is an opportunity to bring in a young guy. Um, I haven't really looked at, you know, some of the names that are getting tossed around with Cleveland yet as far as who could be coming in or not. But um, that's the way I see it. Tight end coach, another like kind of surprising thing for me. You look at like David Njoku's growth, you know, from beginning to the end. He's always been a great blocker. We've always, you know, thought, man, this guy, I think he's one of the best, you know, blocking tight ends in the league. And then, you know, he really kind of came alive, you know, the last, I would say, six weeks. He's his drops have, you know, been better. I know you'll still hear fans say, you know, that he his drops are terrible. But I I was surprised. I honestly was surprised. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's something coming here that we don't know about. Maybe it's just very surprising. I felt like for a team that survived all these injuries and overcame all these different things and was able to still overcome and get to 11 wins. And it wasn't like the offense was not a part of it. I mean, the team, we always like to say the strength was the defense, you know, but there's a lot of games where the offense had to handle business, at least make a drive to set, you know, DP up or I'm sorry, uh, Hopkins up for a uh, game winning field goal or go ahead field goal. So it's just, uh, it was kind of surprising news, news I didn't expect to hear today. I felt like this was the kind of thing I would hear five years ago, like, hey, we're shaking things up and we're we're going to start over kind of again as far as the coaching staff. So I don't know how you guys felt. I haven't gotten to listen to UNDF's complete views on it, but it was kind of surprising on my end. Yeah, and I understand what you're saying too. And one thing that I did say when I was talking to Derek was, you know, I, I think that there's so much trauma as Browns fans. As soon as you see the team making any sort of coaching moves, yeah. you just kind of revert back to that, like, repressed, oh my gosh, we're we're tearing it down to the studs, we're rebuilding, we're starting, starting over. over. We're stepping back, yep, and, exactly. you know, these are position coaches. You know, the <clears throat> where it really matters, where you need consistency with your team, the front office and the head coach, everything's still in place. You know what I mean? Yep. It's all yep. still there. And we've been talking for years now, and especially this year, how the offense has just gotten kind of mundane. You know, yeah. It's just kind of boring, a little stale, bit predictable, yeah. stale, yeah. And yeah. I think that this is a good move. For me, anyway, this, this signals like positive news for me. I'm like, cool. The Browns just got, you know, beat in the playoffs, and they look at this season saying, okay, we're ready to build off of this. Let's make some very necessary moves to get better and get back to the playoffs next year. They don't want to just stay the same. And yeah. so anything they can do to improve. And I think, you know, we we talked about how Kevin, I still think he should be coach of the year. I mean, he's an incredible yeah. head coach. But to get like a young, offensive, genius, you know, specialist kind of consultant type guy in here, he doesn't even have to be the OC. Or he could be the OC, but just do what Van Pelt did. We just need fresh schemes and game plans and ideas and all that kind of stuff in that room.
What's up, Browns fans in Ohio? If you haven't signed up for Caesar Sportsbook yet, now is the perfect time to do so with the NFL playoffs underway. New customers will get their first bet on Caesars up to $1,000 when signing up with our promo code DOGS1000. That means if your first bet loses, you will get your full wager returned as a bonus bet up to $1,000. Caesars offers daily profit boosts as well as Caesars rewards credits on every wager, which can be redeemed for bonuses, sports tickets, and other VIP experiences. If you're ready to join Caesar Sportsbook, go download the app and register with our promo code DOGS1000 to make sure your first bet is covered. Offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you can qualify. Something that crossed my mind also is, you know, the last, I would say, year and a half, we've kind of been at this thing where we're like, does Kevin's offense really mesh well with Deshaun Watson? Is this an opportunity to yes. maybe bring in a guy that will take Deshaun Watson's strengths and run with it? I, that's that's one thing I've been so surprised about that at least they couldn't even meet in the middle, it seemed like, from the outside. This is just a fan's perspective. From the outside, I felt like it was just two different styles and we could never get on the same page. And then you see Flacco come in and it, it was almost like this perfect marriage with you know, Stefanski as far as like timing and everything like timing based offense. So is this to me, I say, I look at it as maybe this is an opportunity to bring in a guy that will look at what Watson does best and go, okay, well, Hey, this is what you was successful for you in Houston. Let's take all the strengths out of this and run with it and see what we can do. Do you remember when me and Blake did the episode with Jake Burns back during the bye yes. weeks? Yes. So he had, t- we, we asked him all these questions about the offense and Kevin and everything. And he said, what the problem is, is Kevin is running a more antiquated offense. Yeah, it's outdated. So it was really popular, or I shouldn't say popular, it was new a while ago. And when it first came in and, you know, the offensive minds were adapting to it and implementing it, it was working well. And the things that it was designed to do well could exploit defenses because they didn't know how to stop it. But now years and years and years later, defenses have caught up to it. They've adjusted, they've adapted. And now, in order for the things that this offense does well in order for that to happen like you have to execute it almost flawlessly you really really do and we saw it this year with poor execution it doesn't work and I think you said that and just kind of hit me in the head that you know I don't know what kind of offense Deshaun Watson is used to running through Clemson and then Houston but he's Mm -hmm. a younger quarterback still you know what I mean he's been thrown into the NFL and into the pros probably in a more updated system a more updated style where Kevin's running this older style offense and look who stepped in and executed it well. An older quarterback who probably has experience over years and years and years with these types of schemes and philosophies. So that might also be a reason why Joe Flacco was able to step in and just take it and go. Right. Right. You know, I hadn't really thought about that before. That that was just my that was something that crossed my mind while I'm reading the news this morning and I'm going, man, I'm just it's just a little confusing. But I mean, the opportunity the idea is great. Now, like what you're going to see over the next few days is outside uh, Cleveland Browns fans, anti-Cleveland Browns fans, and even like that 50% of Cleveland Browns fans that right. just don't like the Browns. I don't know what your guys' deal is, but you're going to see, <laughs> oh, this is typical Browns being the Browns. Burn it down. When there's nothing to burn. So for me, I, I'm trying to take the positives out of this, and I'm trying to see what there there has there's always a long-term goal, right? It's not like they woke up today and they just called these guys in they're like hey we're moving forward this 
I'm guessing that this is something that's been talked about pre-playoffs. You know, this uh, obviously, I never would have thought Stump was even like hot seat material. I just figured, hey, you know, next year you get Chubb back and you're good to go. But um, yeah, I mean, I kind of look at it more like if they're if they're bringing in a new offensive-minded guy with different, like a new OC. He's yeah. probably going to want bringing his own guys. He's probably going to bring in his own yeah, personal guys. So own, this yeah. just makes I don't I don't necessarily think it's an indictment on Stump's performance as a right. coach. I just think it's like, hey man, sorry, like we're we're going to roll the new team in here. And I I don't know. I the, what I've seen from the Andrew Barry Kevin Stefanski era is they never get complacent. They never get content. Every year they're always looking to make moves to improve. And that's yeah. just how I view this. I just. I see it as, okay, this isn't working anymore with AVP. And I did just see actually that the reports came out that they tried to work a deal with AVP. Like they just wanted to reassign him to a different role. Right. They're like, are you open to that? And essentially they just couldn't agree. And he, he decided it just wasn't for him. He wanted to move on. I think he wants to be an OC. So good for him. I mean, I get that. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to take a, a demotion at work. Then, you know, I, so I get, especially there's going to be some positions open. I mean, who knows what's, he might stay in division, you know, like, Bengals uh, offensive coordinators interviewing for the Tennessee job. Pittsburgh, I think they're still trying to figure out their offense, you know, as far as what they want to be identity-wise and like what they want to do. So yep. I wouldn't – it's not like there's not jobs available. I mean, there's jobs available probably in the AFC North. So makes sense. I get it. Yep, for sure. So, you know, all in all, I think I – don't, I don't see any reason to freak out about it or think that this is – the sky yeah. is falling. I, I – Honestly, surprising. Like said, it was surprising. Surprising. I, I wasn't, but again, wasn't what I expected this morning. Hey, but you know, good. Good for them. You know, if they if they have a plan of attack and they want to execute it and get things rolling yeah. for twenty four, start now. Don't wait right. around and you know, beat around the bush. Let's get this thing moving. We got stuff to do. We got stuff to agreed. Do. Agreed. Okay. Anything else with the coaching stuff you wanted to hit on? No, nah, I'm good. Okay. Nope. All right. Cool. So let's move over and talk about these other games that happened last weekend. So I guess, which game was right after ours? Do you remember? Wasn't it the Chiefs and the Dolphins? Yes, Chiefs-Dolphins. Chiefs-Dolphins. So I had stuff going on that night after the Browns game. I did not watch this game. Did you watch this game? I did, yes. I did watch it. I think I was in too big of a depression anyway to even care about football. I didn't didn't even check the score until like the next day. But um, what were your takeaways from this game? Um. I wasn't so I wasn't shocked when you saw like how cold it was going to be. Mm-hmm. My biggest thing going into that game, I was like, man, if they play that game in Kansas City in this cold, I felt like Miami was going to be at a huge disadvantage. Is this you know true? I mean? It says it was so cold that Patrick Mahomes' helmet shattered on a hit. Shattered, yeah. So he got hit. He it literally was like a little QB run, and he kind of put his head down. It was like a little helmet to helmet action, and a big piece of the front of it just cracked and fell out holy i mean crap i gotta go look this yeah. up yeah there's a picture there's pictures video of it and everything it's pretty crazy um but i so for me the the biggest thing i wasn't i wasn't surprised by the result necessarily i figured you know i i thought my miami was still gonna be okay because they have a nice ground game but i mean kansas city is kansas city they uh they made enough plays to to do what they had to do. Travis Kelsey had a decent game. I think he had like seven for 71 or something like that. Rasheed Rice just keeps being like he the guy. 
he looks like a guy that's going to be really good in this league. And if they actually do go and get like a true number one receiver, like all the talk is right now, like a, a Mike Evans or a T Higgins or maybe an AJ Brown, if things get a little crazy and, you know, some trades happen, Rasheed Rice is going to be, I think he's going to be elite regardless. But I mean, if he isn't the number one guy and he's just not getting double covered and they kind of let him just do his thing. Uh, he's a player that you have to like, especially uh, he's just so explosive. It's he's he's a great draft pick for them. It's it's awesome. But uh, yeah, I mean, Kansas City in Kansas City, the wind chill is like negative 30. Weird game, weird game to watch because like the ball kind of fluttered. It looked like the Chiefs and, you know, Dolphins receivers were having trouble with the ball catching it. I wouldn't want to play in that. I don't even no. want to go outside and like walk to my car and it's negative 10 wind chill in Ohio <laughs> right now. So I can't imagine being out there for, you know, four hours in it, but um, not, not shocked. I think if it was in Miami, maybe it is a different game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If it's, it's in that weather in their stadium with their fans, but uh, I think it was just kind of a disadvantage for Miami. I feel like the biggest thing with the Chiefs this year has been their offense. I think their defense is, for, is stout. Their defense legit. is insane. It's so overlooked. Yeah. I don't think everybody talks to, uh, me and Blake literally were having this conversation, I think two days ago, and we're talking about, you know, Kansas City, and we're actually talking about number one receivers and stuff. Like I said, if they get a number one receiver, they're going to be right back to elite level again because their defense right now is so overlooked. Um, Sneed is as a lockdown. He's a lockdown corner. He's literally every week he's taking the best receiver and he's basically shutting them out. Um, Jones is a stud there, and there's there's so many big value guys, I guess high profile guys on offense that their defense is completely like under the radar. They they have a very very good defense. Well, they're not going to be under the radar much longer. I mean, like you said, locked. Oh. I mean, Tyreek Hill had five catches for sixty two yards and a touchdown, but. He got free on the one, that, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, for him, that's a bad game. Yeah. Or a yep. low game, you know. It, it looks like Tua didn't have a very good game. Like I said, I did not no. watch it. But I, like you said, I expected their ground game to do better. They did not. I mean, 76 yards on the ground. I just, know. Ugh. So Miami Pacheco, gets bounced. <laughs> yeah. Pacheco's nice. Yeah. Pacheco's a guy that it, I, we kind of thought would be a nice player for them. You know, when you're a, a featured running back in an offense like that, I think you have an opportunity to shine. And he's an angry runner, man. He uh, He's fun to watch. He is. He's not afraid to lower his head and knock some guys over. He And he's explosive, fast. Bro, they got something right there with that guy too. Yeah, and he's like a seventh-round pick or something. So good for him. Yeah, yeah. You know, awesome when you can find contributing, like very, very strongly yeah. contributing players. Especially when you kind of... Can you miss on a running back in the first round? Yeah, yeah. And you can just, you know, just do that. Hide that words away here. <laughs> Calling you out by name, brother. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Danger Coffee. So, uh, Browns fans, did you guys all know that 45% of the world's coffee beans contain mold toxins? Because I didn't. And apparently coffee beans can contain dangerous mold toxins from the way they're grown or stored. Now, don't freak out. Most of that coffee, I, I guess, contains low enough levels of toxins that you probably don't need to be overly concerned. Why even take the risk? Danger Coffee is third-party lab tested to ensure every coffee bean is free from mold toxins. 
So you can start your day off right knowing your fresh morning brew is not only delicious, but it's also safe to drink. I start every morning now with my Brown's Thermos filled with nice, hot, danger coffee. And this stuff tastes amazing. I don't I don't have to worry about any of that mold toxin crap, and I get to enjoy a delicious cup of coffee. Head to DangerCoffee.com and use our code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, for 10% off your order. And that code can be used over and over. So you get 10% off every order with code DOGS at DangerCoffee.com. All right, so let's bounce to the next game. So this one actually took place while we were doing our live show on Sunday night. We were getting updates in the chat. If you watch that show, go back and listen. You probably hear us reacting to some of this stuff. The Green Bay Packers came into Dallas and just, just, I don't know, shocked them. They just beat the living daylights out of them. I mean, the final score ended up 48 to 32, but I, I believe the actual score was 48 to 16 before Green Bay was, subbed all their guys out. Yeah. I mean, Surprising. Dallas ended up with some big numbers on offense. Dak, 400 yards, three touchdowns, CeeDee Lamb. 110, Jake Ferguson had almost 110 catches, three touchdowns, but it's like all garbage time because the Packers were up big and up fast. Yep, yep. I would say this is, this was like the upset of the week because we we heard chatter from, you know, guys on uh, Discord and stuff like that and people thinking like, my biggest thing is like Dallas at home usually is money in the bank. You know, that's that's the way I looked at it. And I, I went into that game. I, I, yeah, I'm i a friends with a Green Bay Packers fan. He's like, we got him. I'm telling you, man. He's like, Jordan Love. I'm like, I was like, I just don't think so. I was like, I, I expected that Dallas disappointment game to come, you know, next week. Right. They had to go on the road. Or even, you know, somebody else. Jordan Love, uh, Jordan Love is nice. Jordan Love is really, really good. I didn't get to watch the entire game. I only got to watch pretty much like last, I'd say second half. But the role players that step up on that team, um, not really in this game, but you you know, you have like Jaden Reed, like Dontavian Wicks, like Bo Mel- some of these other Bo Melton, like right. these some of these guys. Then Aaron Jones uh does yeah. not look like he's getting getting older. It kind of did during he, the season, but I think it must have just yeah, been injury. He got health wise. Yeah, health wise he had um yeah. I think he had a knee injury. It was just a sprain, like an MCL sprain or something like that. And he missed like some games. He missed I want to say like five or six games for sure, but um, he looked he looked good in that playoff game from what I got to see. Dallas, for a team that has had twelve wins the last three years, like twelve wins is the expectations are crazy because twelve wins. You say, hey, Cleveland Browns have twelve wins the last three years. We're ecstatic, you know. We're like, man, we're this is the best days of our life as Browns fans right now. The the expectations you're talking about firing Mike McCarthy already. I I just. I wouldn't be shocked at all if that news drops any second, just because of some of the guys that are available on the head coaching market right now. You got Bill Belichick, um, Harbaugh's out there. There's some guys, you know, uh, Vrabel's another guy. I think kind of is going under the radar. He, 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 I think Mike Vrabel's a very, very good coach. I was kind of surprised he didn't end up in New England, um, but you know they already made their decision very quickly. I guess it was like a succession plan. Yeah, they had that uh, thing from, lined up and ready to go. Lined up for yeah, I guess like a year or something like that. So that one that one surprised me. I I would say of all the games, that was that was the one I did not see happening like that. Have you seen the the graphic of the stats between Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud from last week? 
Yeah, they're even. Exactly. It's the same they're guy. Identical. They're the same. I mean, a couple more attempts, a couple more completions. I want no, to say Jordan 16 of 21, both of them. Okay, yeah, that's crazy. Three touchdowns. Perfect. Perfect passer ratings on both of them, right? Yeah, two seventy two, and I think, and I think uh, Stroud was like two seventy six. It's like yeah. four yards difference in their stat line. Otherwise, they were identical. Both first time quarterbacks, first time in the playoffs. Like so, and isn't it interesting? This is where I was coming with that too. Yeah, Dallas Cowboys, Cleveland Browns. Whenever yeah. you think best defenses in the league this year, yeah, those two, right? I mean, 49ers, Ravens, Baltimore, yeah. But yeah. I, but when you're talking about these teams, I mean, Cleveland Browns, I mean, it was their defense, man. The defense is what made that team, you know, that was the strength of their team. Dallas, the defense, you heard about it all the time. And both of those teams went into the first round of the playoffs and got smoked. Shredded. Yeah, shredded. Shredded, yeah. It's uh, surprising. It's, it's a, very, very surprising. It's an offensive league. And again, you know, I know it has not worked out yet to this point. I know it's only been 12 games in two years, but this is why you go out and you get a quarterback of the caliber of Deshaun Watson when they're available, because you just don't know if you're going to have this opportunity to go toe-to-toe with some of these teams that can put up points like this. I I agree. I, that we've talked about that for so long. I feel like that's been a subplot of our podcast for years now is you've got to have an elite playmaker at quarterback. If yeah. you really are really serious about going to the Super Bowl and winning it, you've got to have like a Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. And I, I it's very, very, very surprising. And the the wild thing is is that high profile Dallas offense, I, I would consider them a good offense. You have a a real deal number one with C D Lamb. Dak Prescott, say what you want, he's up and down, but for the most part he was playing pretty damn good the last few, I would say, six, seven weeks. He was kind of on fire. So for them to come in and get, they basically were shut out until they pulled their starters, Green yeah. Bay starters. And then Dallas did make the game interesting. It got very, got very close at the end. Uh, if you were watching it, they they just kept scoring and kind of rallying. And but um, yeah, no, I, it's not not how I saw that game going at all. I I figured decently close but i would give it at least a, a touchdown score dallas's way especially at home you know not not how i saw it screwed me big time in a survivor for the playoffs that's for sure because uh I bet yep i'm out i would have picked it the same way i would have picked it the same exact way i just i i looked at the slate and i thought for sure i'm like man i could see a, most of these games going kind of either way and i looked at that game like nah oh i don't see green bay going into dallas and coming out with a win and Wow. And then the game after that, the only close game of the entire wild card, super wild card weekend was the Lions and the Rams. So this right. this game was so interesting because this is like the, so rate, the match yeah. of the QB swap, you know. Yep. Detroit sends Matthew Stafford to L.A. L.A. sends Jared Goff to Detroit. A Super Bowl mm-hmm. and a down year later, here come the Rams into Detroit. And they get beat 24-23. Close one here. Close. Yeah, and, and it was... It kind of looked like it was going to be the shootout the first half, right? I want to say it went into halftime 21-17, something like that. Like, yes, uh, 21-17. So yep. I, I'm just – a lot of cool narrative to this game. Like the idea of, you know, Jared Goff made it to a Super Bowl with the Rams and they, they decided, hey, he's not our guy. You know, we need something a little bit more elite. And it did. It paid off for the Rams. They, have, they forever will have a Lombardi trophy uh, to their name. Um, but it was – it was kind of cool seeing Stafford come back to Detroit because 
I, I, as somebody from the outside looking, I think Detroit fans still have probably a lot of love for Stafford. He, he was their guy through a lot of rough years. And then when they're right there, fringy with, you know, Calvin Johnson and stuff like that, where they just, maybe they were going to ascend and then kind of just never did. But, um, I'm happy for Detroit though. Detroit's a franchise that is very deserving, um, of, I would say a, hopefully a deep playoff run. Um, and they they've got some nice weapons on offense. They've got guys that, you know, you've sure got Amon Ross, St. Brown, you got Sun God. Uh Jameer Gibbs looks like he's gonna be a elite running back for, you know, a long time. He looks like a generational player. So, um, and then you gotta like Dan Campbell. He's he's uh if you like vocal, you know, kind of in your face kind of guys as far as your head coach, you want that dude. That is that's your that's, dude. That's your guy right there. He's the, uh, that's, that's who you want. He's epitome of that. So, uh, but I'm very happy for Detroit. Um, but I mean, it's not like the Rams are, uh, completely lost. They look like they've done okay. Puka Nakua looks like he Dude. is going to be. Okay. Go ahead. So, yeah. I'm, I'm just sitting here looking at the box score, just looking at stats and all that kind of shit. Yeah. And I'm just, uh, I'm remembering. Do you remember? Yes. A few years back, we were doing draft prep you know in the off season before everything and we were saying man i would love to see the browns get this amon ross st brown kit yeah we've got videos of it yep. it was in our uh yeah yep and yep. the browns drafted anthony schwartz instead right okay and Very we fast. passed yeah Very fast. super fast yeah super Olympic too. speed <laughs> yep really really bad and we passed yep. on amon ross st brown and then this year this past year we did draft prep mm-hmm. And I did a solo episode talking about how I wanted the Browns to draft Puka Nakua. Oh. This kid out of BYU. And, yeah. uh, you know, everyone's like, well, who the hell's Puka Nakua? What the hell? Fifth round pick. Yeah. Right. This Fifth is who Puka Nakua is. He, oh, um, man. I, uh, I've been talking to guys, you know, all week. Not for, and for a while now, because I feel like he's a fantasy relevant kind of guy. Oh, I, gosh, I yeah. like, I love talking fantasy. I'll talk fantasy. I'll talk you to sleep on some fantasy. Uh, we talk almost every like day that. about it. Correct. So uh, to me, I don't know how anybody else feels about this, but Puka has absolutely become, I think he is the number one already. He's yes. already kind of taken over that role. Now Stafford's saying he's coming back for another year, but I think that he's already kind of planted over Cooper Cup, which is crazy because Cooper Cup has been, I mean, he's, a freak. He has been that dude for years, but uh, there's something special about Pukunuku. And a lot of the, the the fantasies deep sleeper guys, they were saying, you know, watch out for this kid, especially towards preseason. Like you're getting to see him live game action with the Rams. And they're like, you know, they are playing second, third string, but like this kid looks special out there. Well, he is special. He he is going to be very very good, I think, for a long time if he stays healthy. Um, and he's tough. Hey, we watched him in the Browns game, got banged up early on shoulder injury. And we're like, in the back of our minds, we're going, well, hey, thank God we ain't got to worry about this guy anymore. And then, you know, yep, nope, he's right back out there. So he uh, he's going to be somebody to watch for a long time. So we'll see what uh, what receivers we suggest the Browns take this year that they pass on and, and take lesser players. Because, I mean, again, could have had Puka. <laughs> He didn't go till the fifth. We took Cedric Tillman. Yeah. Could have had on the draw. We took Anthony Schwartz. So we our, our track record of hitting on wide receivers isn't very good. So this offseason will really be interesting because 
we need it. We need it bad. Yeah. So, yep, that was a interesting game. Like you said, only three field goals after halftime. Um, yep. So Saturday, the Browns get whooped to, to kick off the weekend. Steelers fans online, I, I, I really do think that Steelers fans have a little bit missing up top because they, they just don't seem to realize that wild card round is all weekend. I'm like, you guys do realize that you have to play in this round too. You just don't have yeah. to play till tomorrow. Oh, it got moved. You don't have to play until Monday. You know what I mean? And they, uh, then we the lost, game, uh, yeah. we lost week, week 19.5. They lost week 19.75. So technically, you know, they, they were more successful, obviously. You know, yeah, that's, exactly. That's their reasoning on it. I had so yeah. much. Well, look who's still in the playoffs. I'm like, not really. I mean, it, if you were simulating this, this would all happen at once. And you guys got your asses whooped. 31-17, Bills beat the Steelers. It got a little bit close for a minute, but yeah. just for a minute. I mean, the Bills jumped out on them quick, so mm-hmm. fast. It was like, what, 21 nothing. Yeah. before yep. they blocked that field goal. And the only reason they scored that field goal, or, or they scored that first touchdown, is because they blocked that field goal and got the ball mm-hmm. in great position. Yeah. I, uh, Bills are going to be tough. Bills they are going to be a tough out. They're, they're, they're the, a team that's definitely clicking and catching at the right time. Yeah. Yep. I uh Josh Allen. Man. Stud. Just straight. That uh that fifty two yard run, that keeper, he kind of fake slides it and then just barrels over the dude, just shakes. You you can't tackle him high. He's he is as physical as the runner for a quarterback, you know, as you're really gonna get out there. And some of the throws that he makes is just it's it's pretty awesome. He uh they're gonna be an insane out. Uh, great matchup coming up this next week. I mean, like, well, the NFL is... couldn't have asked for a better matchup. Yeah, we'll just oh, go ahead and say it now. I mean, the the yeah. Chiefs go to Buffalo now for yeah. the rematch. It's the flip. It's like a flip game now because it's always been in Kansas City. That yep. game has always been in Kansas City. So I want to say this is the first time Kansas City is going on the road in a playoff game in Patrick Mahomes era, which is very well could be insane. Which I mean, credit to them. That means you've been like a number one seed or a very high seed for his entire career, which that's impressive. I just think it's wild that the Bills, you know, there for a while, was are they even going to make the playoffs? Now here they They're are. Six and six. The Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. They were six and six and pretty much everybody had them out. They were all saying that, you know, they were too inconsistent, which they were. There was, you know, player only meetings or offensive coordinator got fired. So, uh, but I, to me, they're a very dangerous team. And then that stadium, I don't know how they even got fans in the city. Some of the pictures that I was seeing coming out of the stadium pregame, I'm like, Dude, basically the field was cleared and that was it. it and was, the aisleways to the seats. It was sweet when they would score, the Bills would score, and then you'd just see all the snow snowballs. going up in the air. Yeah. Like it just looked like little mini explosions all throughout the stadium. Their their fans are built different. They, yeah. they, got, they got a fan base. I've done a couple... Um, my, I want to say the second Browns game I ever went to, I went with my brother-in-law to a Buffalo Bills Cleveland Browns game in Cleveland, and uh, we tailgated with the visitor side. I didn't even know. Like I was just like, yeah, man, I'll go to the game with you. Got some tickets from his buddies. Went up there. This was 2000, God, I don't know, maybe 2007. CJ Spiller was a running back, and oh, wow. uh, yep. this is how far back we're going. Um, but fun fans, fun fans to tailgate. Not... Like, usually you have, I don't know how Cleveland Browns fans are. Where we tailgate, it's pretty, like, laid back and chill. 
it's like the the more like retiree type stuff <laughs> where i'm not going down to muni a lot i can't i'm getting too old for that i can't do it like that no more <laughs> but um i their fan bases i I've, i would consider them a very friendly fan base they're they're awesome and some of their traditions and stuff like that just they're wild though they they're a wild group out there in buffalo but um their team is very good. They're going to be hard to get out of the playoffs. Yeah, they definitely are. So banged up on defense. So I don't know how many more injuries they can sustain. They got they had a kid, a guy, a veteran guy, pretty much come off the street this week, and he played a lot of minutes because they lost another. I want to say it was Bernard. They lost a linebacker or something like that. Um, but they have there are tons of injuries on the defensive side of the ball for them. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Browns fans, we've had some time now to come down off of that playoff loss. It's still super disappointing, but it was still an incredible season. And now we're heading into 2024, into the offseason, ready to refocus our sights on the ultimate goal. And as 2024 continues to unfold for you, now is the perfect time to refocus on yourself. And that includes your mental health. Yes, I know there is still some stigma in society around mental health, but that is all nonsense. Your health, whether it's mind, body, or spiritual, is the most important thing. And that's where today's sponsor, BetterHelp, the most convenient talk therapy service can benefit you. It's 100% online and 100% on your time. Schedule whatever kind of session you're comfortable with, face chat, voice call, or even text messaging. You can do any of those with your therapist whenever it fits your schedule. And you don't have to worry about not getting paired with the best therapist for you. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. There is no reason not to at least give BetterHelp a try today. And to help get you started, you can save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S. Consider this a trial period to see if talk therapy is even right for you. If it's not, just cancel. But if it is, Guys, it could change your life. What do you have to lose? Your mental health is critical. And if you've been considering talking to someone about anything in your life, no matter how big or how small it may seem, now is the time to take that first step. Head to betterhelp.com slash dogs to get 10% off your first month. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The very last game of the weekend, which we'll talk about, the Philadelphia Eagles, sorry, Devontae, went to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers and got their asses handed to them on whatever kind of platter you want to call it. I don't care. It was embarrassing. I was embarrassed for the Eagles, man. It was... They did. I, this is a team that you know. Partway through the season, you know, you look at the the teams in the NFL and you just kind of project ahead and you say, okay, I think top teams right now: 49ers, Ravens, Philly, Cowboys, Eagles, and Eagles yeah. might go in between. You know, any of those they could have been one. Yeah, and I agree. It was. I mean, yeah, they didn't have AJ Brown. Defense hasn't been that great this season, but overall, the the whole team just looked like garbage. Oh, what happened? Like. To me, is that's like one of the. So I wasn't as shocked by this game because everything led up to this. If you read the tea leaves, it was like this is going to happen. Yeah, this is they they've been extremely dysfunctional. I mean, they started ten and one and lost what seven of the last eight. I, I think mean, so. it was something yeah. along those lines. It was. That bad of a losing streak. Six, maybe, because they were 11. Um, it was six. a six. Okay, yeah. So, just very, very surprising. Like, for a team that looked dominant at the beginning um, and looked like they were just going to be running right back to the Super Bowl, you know, depending on what happened with the Niners, like, running back in the NFC Championship. Um, super surprising. And then it just seems like such a dysfunctional locker room right now. Like, I don't I don't follow the Eagles. Um I've got a couple fans, like friends that are uh, Eagles fans, but like just some of the noise that's coming out where you have player-only meetings and, you know, like A.J. Brown's taking all of his stuff off of his social media that's Eagles-related. Jalen Hurts is rolling in there with like a swan finger. Like it just, it couldn't, (laughs) all the things fell apart all the right time. Their defense, which was historically good last year, they had, I want to say, second most sacks in NFL history for a season something crazy like that. They were historically bad. They got gashed up and down the field. We talked about, I want to say it was Blake. He was like, the Giants just walked up and down the field on them in that week 17 That's game right, where, yeah. you know, and we were just so, it was so surprising. Now for Tampa Bay, credit to them. They they looked great. I watched uh, a good portion of that game. Good for Baker. You know what I mean? Like he came in, he performed me. He, he missed some throws. He made some throws. He's got some nice... There's some nice pieces on that team. You know, Mike Evans is... Just continues to do Mike Evans stuff. And he's an underrated receiver for what he all does. For what he does. But, um... And then, you know... They just came in, punched him in the mouth. It was at home. And that was it. But Eagle fans... Maybe I'm I'm confused. What's going on with your team? <laughs> you, you got... you On paper, you guys have... One of the one of the best rosters in the NFL, for sure. One of the best offensive lines, you know, going into this, they that's a a great offensive line. The weapons 
You have one of the best receivers. You have one of the best young receivers. Another like top 10, top 15 guy easy in Devontae Smith. A great running back. A top 10 tight end. Like I just, I don't understand what happened. And then there's all these good young pieces on defense mixed with veterans that are yeah. good. So I just, it's so surprising. I don't know if the loss of Shane Steichen and uh, Jonathan Gannon going to two different, you know, hey, coaching spots and Colts and Cardinals respectively. Maybe Nick Sirianni isn't as great as we thought he was because last year everybody crowned him. And well, man, that was that was crazy. And kind of ties into what you're seeing Cleveland doing, you know, getting rid of Alex Van Pelt and trying to upgrade that OC position. I mean, your head coach, your head coach can do a lot. We saw that this year with the Browns. Yeah. Kevin Stefanski really rallying the troops and, and, you know, encouraging and leading this team through the season to the playoffs. But you really do need a strong supporting crew beneath you. And you're right. It's not like the the Eagles last year said, well, things aren't working so well on offense. We need to let Steichen go or defense isn't going so well. We need to let Gannon go. Those guys both got hired away. Right. So exactly. they lost them unwillingly. And I think we've Blake said it many times this year that losing those guys seems to really be impacting this team. For sure. Big time. Yeah. Just, uh, offensively, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like Indianapolis looked pretty damn good this year. They, for, for a team that was fringe playoffs with, they lost their young starting quarterback prospect who he looked pretty damn good. He wouldn't, he was more of a runner than anything, you know, from what we saw, but he looked all right. He looked like they, they've got something okay there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just it, that one was very very surprising to me. I I I figured I saw it happening like leading up to the game, and I thought like that was the smart pick was to go Tampa Bay because it just felt like there was just so much noise and extra stuff coming into that week for them. Um, but I was just like, man, they're very talented. Like I just I'd be surprised if it actually went down, and they got dropped. Like it was. To me, it wasn't it wasn't close. Like I felt like Tampa Bay kind of got ahead, and like it never really was close after that. No, no, it was a blowout. So yeah, well, we weren't we weren't the only ones apparently. No, actually, like I said, there was really only one close game. Everything else was pretty pretty well decided by uh, the winning team. Yeah. So this weekend, this is divisional round Saturday at four thirty. You've got the Texans. C.J. Stroud and the Texas heading to Baltimore to face Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. That one, like I said, 4.30. And then the night game on Saturday, 8.15, the Packers that just stunned the Cowboys and that awesome Cowboys defense are going into 49ers in San Francisco. Can they do it again? Can they go on the road again into another dominant defense? And, I mean, the 49ers have a great offense too. So, yeah, it, it's a similar story. They're pretty well-rounded. You know? They're, they're well-rounded for sure. Um, I would be, I would be very surprised if Green Bay pulled it off again. I just feel like 49ers just kind of different. They, they've got elite players on in all aspects of their game. They're a tough physical team and they have been for a while. Um, we've seen if you can get some pressure on Brock Purdy, you know, he kind of becomes a little more human and not MVP Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, I just don't see that one. I think that you know, maybe it's close. I think the line right now is like nine and a half, ten and a half, or something like that. It's pretty nine. It's pretty surprising, yeah. So 
Um, I just picking, if I had to pick a team, I would say San Francisco. I don't think it'll be like a huge, huge blowout. Um, I think Green Bay can stick around with them for a little bit, but I, I'd be very surprised if they, if they upset San Francisco, man, they, they, they might be a dark horse. I mean, they're already legit shot. They're already at there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, The lines this week. So, uh, Houston, Baltimore, the line is nine. Packers, 49ers, nine. The Buccaneers now are traveling to Detroit to play the Lions. That one's at six and a half. And then the Chiefs and Bills is the the three-point spread. So that one's a close game, which yep. I think it will be. I think that one's going to be exciting. For sure. Of course, that's the the cap of the weekend. That's yeah. the, you know, the bell of the ball, 6.30 p.m. Smart. Sunday night. Smart. Oh, of course, it's smart. Yeah, the NFL, yep. they, they know how to make their money. Yeah. Um, Sunday at three. Is the the afternoon game is Buccaneers Lions? So, you think Baker goes in with the Bucks and uh, takes care of the Lions? Is he moving on to the NFC Championship? Uh no, hey here, I I don't think so. I don't. I I think that Detroit. I think Detroit. They're for Is going to do it again, and I uh, I could be wrong. I'm going way back in memory here. I believe they played like week five or six, and I want to say that Detroit won that game pretty soundly okay i could be completely wrong here <laughs> and messing it up uh mixing things up but um so to me i just i think it's going to be detroit in the nfc championship game and i don't think it's going to be necessarily on baker like he's going to go out there and throw like two or three interceptions i just think that like detroit's just they're a better team i th- exactly yeah. I, i'm not hating or anything like that i'm not uh I'm not doing being anti Baker bro stuff here. I'm just, I I just think that Detroit is a very good team and they're very well rounded. And I, that's the team that I think comes out on. No, I mean you know, to to speak to Baker, I mean they're not the Tampa Bay Baker Nears. They are the Buccaneers. Yeah, you know, right. The the line he doesn't play defense. You know, the Buccaneers still had to go out and play defense against the Eagles, shut them down, and everything. Now take nothing away, Baker had a very good game. He played very well yeah. in that game. Led them to that victory, but football is a team sport, and the Buccaneers this year have been so up and down. They've been they look good one game, and then they look like garbage another. The Lions just look pretty sound all around, pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. They're very consistent. You know, of course, nobody's undefeated in the NFL, but right. as far as consistency goes, I think the Lions have that. They're just like you said, well rounded. Yeah, I think yep. it's going to be good. So the uh, the last one, really, I mean. You think the Texans go in and beat the Ravens? Because I got to tell you what, Ravens fans are just about as dumb as Steeler fans because they're talking a lot of trash to Browns fans. And it's like, you guys do realize yeah. now you have to play them. Why don't you Why don't you just wait till the game is over and then you can talk about shit? You know what I mean? Because yeah. now if you lose, you got to block us because we're coming after you. So they played week one, if I'm not wrong, if, yes. I'm, if I'm correct here. 25, the nine or seven or something like that. It was... CJ Stroud's first game. I I want to say that the like Baltimore starters are coming off of like weeks of rest, right? Two, three weeks, something like that. Because they've had the bye week now. They rested their starters week 18. Um so to me, I don't think they're gonna be rusty. I think that they're they're very physical. Um when we talk about like well rounded, they they're gonna be fine, I think. I'm curious though in this game because I could like would it surprise me if Stroud came out and like went off not really like I feel like that's just kind of his thing right now like and a 
I think the more you disrespect him and that team, the more chippy they get. But that's a tall ass to go into Baltimore, into that stadium. And they're, say what you want, Baltimore is a top notch. They're, they're one of the elite teams in the NFL this year. Lamar is playing really, really well. Um, I think Baltimore wins this game, and I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it'll be a close game, but um, I think Baltimore wins. Both of these teams have, they're not the same. Neither of them are the same that faced the other one in week one. These teams I agree. both improved significantly through the year. I mean, the Ravens' new offense and everything took a long time to really get going, but it has. And, yes. you know, with Houston, we know what that story is all about. I mean, C.J. Stroud has just evolved into this superstar already, and he doesn't turn the ball over. So, yeah, I I think this will be a lot closer game than Ravens fans are willing to admit, out loud at mm-hmm. least. But I, this is going to be some good football this week, and I'm pretty excited. I agree. I agree. And who do you uh, – I guess they top it off real quick. Who do you got? Kansas City, Buffalo. Uh, I just got to take Kansas City. I'm going to go Buffalo. Okay. I think Patrick Mahomes, I think, is 2-0, and I think, against Josh Allen in the playoffs. I think that— Allen's due. I think it—well, it's finally going to Buffalo. Yeah. You know, I think it's finally Buffalo's turn to host. Um, but I expect that to be an excellent game. I. Uh, it's, you know, as advertised, I would hope, because the last few times that those guys have met up— legendary classic playoff games the one where they went what 13 seconds and down the field yeah was that two years ago that was like one of the craziest games i've ever watched um and thought it was over multiple times for both teams like you know and kansas city ended up winning the super bowl i believe um or is that the year they won against tampa bay i can't remember now my years are all mixed up but i want to say they went on the wooden super bowl that year but i could be wrong no i don't think they did but is that the year they ran into Tom? I think so. Okay. All right. I don't know. Very My well years are all mixed up too. I, always, I know. I man. always get screwed. Up. Just, Especially when these teams just make this... it every year. Right. Right. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Josh Allen go, you know, at least have a shot at it and then set up for, I mean, regardless, the final matchups in the, the conference championships are going to be excellent. Yes. A lot of good teams left. Yep. A lot of good teams, a lot of good games. So. Uh, if you guys have been watching this week, you know we are planning to do a live episode on Sunday. So kind of right between those two games, I think we're shooting for like around the 4 o'clock-ish hour. So, you know, the Bucks and Lions will be playing. So just mute the TV, tune into YouTube, check it out, jump in the chat with us. We'll be talking. We're going to be presenting our nominees for the Mad Dog Awards this year. And then we'll open voting on our website. And you guys can do all this stuff. If you have not been with the show in years past, you don't know what the Mad Dogs are, go search it. Go to YouTube. Just search, you know, the Dogs Podcast Mad Dog Awards. Check out some of the previous <laughs> shows. We give out, you know, our awards. Well, your awards. You guys vote. You guys pick the winners mm-hmm. for these different categories for the Browns. So that's a lot of fun. And then we'll wrap up our show, get home to watch the Chiefs and Bills. So it's going to be a great weekend. Yeah. A lot of fun, a lot of good football, and we're excited to be there with you guys through it all. Justin, anything else you want to hit before we wrap this sucker up? No, I'm all good, brother. All right, man. Well, appreciate everybody tuning in to another episode. Again, if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, like the video. We appreciate everybody's support. Head to jointhedogs.com if you want more Dogs podcast content. We do an after-hours bonus episode every week. We'll be doing one this weekend as well for that. 
and you can get access to the private discord that way which that's where everybody is that's the community we're having a ton of fun these guys are in there talking we're in there with them we're, there's a conversation going on 24 7 all the time it's wild it is it about is everything so much fun so if you if you need browns fans to talk to like-minded people to get in conversations with and you always want to have people just right there at the ready to talk to you about anything on honestly anything and these are great people it's a great group of people so supportive and you know they'll drop what they're doing if you need help with something and you're, it's just it's awesome it's good stuff so very blessed to have that community join the dogs.com become an official dog back member we're going to wrap this up and we will talk to you guys on sunday night enjoy the football on saturday and we'll talk to you then Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.